More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with Mish on Good Vibrations this afternoon on this beautiful Friday. In actual fact, it's a little overcast out there, but it's still quite sweaty today. But I've got someone special in the, in the studio with me today. She's so full of energy. Um, this is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Mish. Thanks for having me. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a new... Actually, she's part of our IPL family, so we appreciate Sarah very much because she's. Uh, we're all volunteers here at IPL, so um, we appreciate all the, the effort that we all put in, of course. Um, I met Sarah mm, probably a couple of weeks ago now. It wasn't that long ago, no, actually. It was only we, a were doing, weeks. we were doing um, a live from the Rockingham Beach Cup. I th- was that the first time I met you? I think so, yes. Yeah, and she just went, pow. I think, gosh, who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Anyway, so Sarah's coming in today because she's got this fantastic new Facebook group that, that you've just started. Um, so if you can explain to us what it is to start with and why you started it. Over to you. Thank you so much. So um, the, the Facebook group is called The Mind Mentor Club. Right. And it's free, so mm-hmm. uh, anyone and um, anyone that um, wants to join can. And ultimately, it is a group designed to help people who um, are looking for some support, inspiration, yep. and maybe some tools to help them Perfect. with their, their their mental health. Yep. And that could be someone that's having a bit of a hard time, um, all the way through to to someone that is just wanting to expand and develop themselves. Yep. yep. Perfect. It sounds excellent. Um, I've been on there since day one mm-hmm. and it is very – you put on some lovely inspirational things on there and it makes you think because I think the other day you asked us what was something that you achieved today, mm. was it? And I had to sit there and think about that. I'm thinking, gosh, it's just another day for me. But, but you know what? We always achieve something. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was a really eye-opener, I think. It just just gives us a second just to stop and think, hmm, yes, mm. actually, I did do something special today. And, and that's the thing is that I've been through my own mental health challenges. Mm. So, um, in 2018, I was diagnosed with anxiety. Sadly, that progressed. Mm. And by 2020, I was deni- um, denied, d- d- um, diagnosed with severe anxiety mm-hmm. and, and, and depression um, to the point that it was is quite life-changing for yep, me. absolutely. And... Although I had support and I had, um, you know, various medical practitioners, you've still got to get through the day. Exactly. You know, you've got, you know, you can go to your appointments, you can do your little exercises, Mm. but you you, Mm. you wake up in the morning and you've you've got a day in front of you. Exactly. And, you know, what do you do with that day? Mm. How do do you do it? And I found that on a daily basis, um, I had to really search for answers and what to do and how to put myself back together. And the the official sort of the medical treatment wasn't enough. All right, yeah. Um, and so um, I, I realised um, in speaking to a lot of people and trying to network as much as possible for my own for own benefit, just how many people there were out there that were looking for everyday support um, beyond just, you know, a, a typical Facebook. Beyond the medical. Beyond yeah. the medical and beyond the, hey, I'm feeling down today, can anyone give me a thumbs up? You know, because yeah. there's quite a few groups out like, out there like that yeah and so I put this group together with the idea that it will build and that together we'll be able to share all the members will be able to share what works for them okay great in addition I can share through my own what everything yep. that I've learned through my own yep. journey 
and also um, hopefully get some inspirational stories, a bit like what yeah, uh, IPL Radio does, and ultimately um, use some of my expertise as well. So since having um, my diagnosis um, and trying to recover mm-hmm. and to get back on mm-hmm. track, I've actually put a lot of effort into um, educating myself around mental health because – I figured that if I couldn't get the help that I was going to then try and get it for myself, you know. So I've done a lot since then. So I've studied art therapy. Oh, talk to me about therapy yes. because let me tell you, like I, I suffer from mental mental health myself, anxiety and, and mm. depression. Last year, I'm not I'm not crafty in, in any way whatsoever, but I for some reason I wanted to play with paint, so I've been decorating shoes just mm-hmm. the canvas. I absolutely loved it. I was up first thing in the morning before work doing it. It was just, it's no good. But it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, and it's not about being good. No. So when it comes to using art as a, for a therapeutic tool, it isn't – I mean, I'm not an artist. I, mm. You know, I can't even do a straight stick figure. Mm. Um, but it is a wonderful avenue for expression. Absolutely. But it also uses a different part of the brain. Mm. So for me, when I was really sick, I couldn't get beyond the despair. So I was so low. Yep. I was so scared. Yep. But I knew I had to give myself a break from that because it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. And I needed a way to switch my brain off. Well, how do you switch your brain off? You, you can't. No. It's impossible. But what mm. you can do is you convert, um, you can move your brain's energy to a different area. Yeah. And by doing something physical like art, yeah. Um, it's it's a bit like um, it, it basically stops the other part from working okay. because you need this part wow, of the brain. It certainly worked for me. Yeah. And so by doing something like that, you you automatically detach those other things and it gives you time out. Excellent. And and um, so that's like actually just doing art and craft yeah. or, and, and it could be anything it can be painting yeah. like you said it can be clay it could i was be doing tie-dye oh, bleach dye i loved it I, i've done everything under gosh the i sun. made a mess but you know i've got a i, I ended up collecting a whole whole stack of art things i've got paint i've yeah. got i did um i, I did cross stitch i made a little mr <laughs> men character like i tried everything and some things were complete disaster and some things weren't but it was that time out yeah. that it gave me but beyond that then there's also um, thera- um, art therapy, which goes beyond that. And that's where you can use art as a form of communication. Oh, okay. And that's where you um, – if you find that it's hard to talk about what's happened or you don't really know how to explain it or you don't even know really what's going on, mm. then you start to play – there's activities and things you can do in an artistic form that help you sort of communicate that out. So you allow your body to basically communicate. And it's amazing that what you can pick up from doing a scribble on a piece of paper. And so that's where I also started. I had... Oh, so you've actually done that? Yes. okay. Yeah, so I I actually struggled to be able to communicate. I wasn't brought up in a family where you talked about emotions. You know, that wasn't wasn't Uh a big thing. And for me, it was always really difficult. So to explore what was going on for me and to explore how I felt... Um, I would often scribble or get out a packet of pencils and then I gradually learned how to look at that and basically work through, you know, what that's trying to tell me. And I even did a finger painting once and I hate finger painting, (laughs) right? But one of the exercises in this art book um, said do some finger painting and I, you know, I hated it. was messy. (laughs) But you know what? I fed a million bucks afterwards and I learned something from it. Wow. Um, So I think it's an amazing tool for... Um, for individuals to Absolutely. use. Um, so art as, you know, just something to keep your mind occupied yep. Yep. and to give yourself a break is great. But also if you are interested and you're finding um, that t- normal, th- the sort of standard talk yep. therapy isn't yep. really for you, then art therapy is a wonderful way to go. And you don't have to be good at it. 
Like really, no, you no, don't I'm have not. to be good at it all. It's, it's not I about. I actually love mm. doing it. I absolutely. Mm. I don't know where it came from. I've never done anything like this before, but and I actually haven't done it for about six months, and I really need to start getting back mm. into it. But I absolutely love making a mess. Mm. There's paint everywhere. My husband that, hates it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a, it's funny enough that um, art therapy as a as a profession because mm. you do it with a, yeah. with a professional um, started out in the in the prison system. Wow. So and in mental health facilities. So mm. that's where it came from. So. Um, what was happening is is there was some um, – that used to give um, people that were in mental asylums, mm. they discovered that giving them art mm. to do was actually really therapeutic from them. And then people began to analyse the works that they were producing. That's what I was going to say. Mm. So they're actually reading their – Thoughts from a piece yeah. of pa- from a from a something on a piece of paper. Yeah, and because that'd be good for people that can't verbalise at all. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really good. Mm. Um, and for people that like, for me, I was very repressed, mm. so I had difficult communicating, and I had so much going on, and it was ju- it was just too emotional for me. Mm. Like I just cry and cry and cry, yeah. and I just couldn't couldn't do it. Um, and so by doing the art therapy wow that's awesome because I'm, I'm actually seeing a psychologist for my mental health but I find I walk in there with a smile on my face and I sit on that couch and she goes how are you going and I'll go hey, okay but I've j- <laughs> and I've probably done that probably five times and mm. I really need to go in there and say well actually this is how I'm really feeling and I've been not wanting to tell anybody because they're strangers I'm walking into yeah. an office where they're a stranger I don't want to talk about what's going yeah. on yeah and hopefully, um, I guess the idea of this 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 group that I've got going back to the My Mental Club is to go like everyone's different mm. and everyone needs something different. Sure, like my path is not going to be th- like what I did. No, is not going to work for anyone Everybody. else no. other than me. No, and so um, and there's over four hundred different therapeutic wow. techniques. That's official like techniques yep. that psychologists yep. and and counsellors use. So there's so much variety out Gosh. there, but we don't know about it. Nor do we know that um, that other people are necessarily going through the same thing. Yeah, okay. Or that, you know, we're not broken because mm. something doesn't work for us. And so the, the point of this group is to say, hey, there's lots of us out there. Yeah. We're all going through something. You know what? Let's admit that life's hard. Yeah. It's okay to say it. Yeah. Life is hard. Yeah. And anyone who says it's not, well, they're either exceptionally lucky or they're delusional. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and it's okay to say life is hard and that yeah. we need help because we're designed to actually have help. So the whole purpose of this group is just to normalise mental health. That's great. To give some tools. And in the longer term, um, what I'd like to do is to be able to provide some um, free group sessions as well f- oh, on particular excellent. topics. Um, because it's not mental health support is not accessible to everyone for financial reasons or location reasons so for me um i do want to be able to provide some free services and that's why i'm training we could do it on radio yeah imagine that oh my god that'd be awesome so but yeah but the idea is is that i want to make the more um more accessibility for people to get the support that they need and some people find it really hard to ask for help as well it's hard so facebook is an easy way of asking for help because you could be anonymous absolutely you know, you, I, because i put mish on there you know i could put jane on there or whatever you don't know who i am on there but i can ask that question without anyone knowing who i am absolutely and, yeah. and um I've got, I've got the group set up so that if you do want to post anonymously oh you can do that you now can. you can yes you yeah. can so you you can definitely mm. definitely do that and and down the track as i said i would like to be able to target particular areas yep. as well mm-hmm. um so i'm busy busy studying and learning as That's much fantastic. as i can and and trying to get information for others and i hope in the longer term you know everyone will be able to share their different 
their different what um, they've tried, what they've tried, what they've tried, and so then that gives someone else a chance to try mm. it. And it could be anything. It could be I get up in the morning and I do two push-ups. It doesn't matter what it yeah. is because you'll find that you've like everyone's different. Yeah. I'll give you a tip for my tip for today. Mm. I was finding because I drink coffee every morning. Mm-hmm. I was finding that it was giving me anxiety badly first thing in the morning. My heart would race. I'd feel t- I wouldn't want to go mm. out. I changed it to decaf. My life has changed. Amazing. I can still have a coffee, mm-hmm. but I haven't got the anxiety issues that go, go along with it. See? There you yeah. go. That's well, my tip well for, for me, day. There's, there's been days where you don't want to get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. That's a really common thing. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with laziness. No. It's everything to do with the disease. Yeah. And um, so what I do is I start with one body movement. So I squeeze my toes. Okay, cool. And I get them going. And then I'm like, no, I'll squeeze my butt cheeks. <laughs> and then I'll wiggle my, t- my knees a bit. So I do f- little movements within my bed to yeah. get my body moving. And then my body goes, oh, I like this movement. Mm. I like how it feels. And then I stretch a bit more. And then by the end of it, my body feels like, no, it actually wants to do more Excellent. and it's ready That's to so get good. up. But it's, it's that kind of thing that I want to share. It's those everyday tools um, to help people get yeah. through and to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Because honestly, you can be in such a dark place. Yep. But you don't you don't want to stay there. No. But you don't know your way out. No. And you don't know if there is a way out. Um, and so for me, I just want to send the message that even if you don't see it and you don't believe it, at least take the first step of being open to the possibility yeah. that there is a way out. Definitely. You don't have to take big jumps. You can't just go, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Give up smoking. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, do. You don't I'm have gonna to be happy today. Yeah. yeah, right. So often we take these big steps yeah. forward, and for some people, you know, getting out of bed's a big step. Yeah. yeah. So don't wiggle your toes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And one person said to me once because I really struggled in kind of looking after myself. I'm not mm. really embarrassed by mm. that. I did. Mm-hmm. Um. And food was a big thing. I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't cooking. And someone said, "Well, just order in." So I got onto um one of those. Deliver through delivery, yeah, you know, same, yeah, not, well, yeah, 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 one of those, yeah, but yeah, one of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I thought, well, what, then I just microwave it when I'm ready. So what? Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's nutritious. Yeah, and that's what I needed to do. Yeah. and I think we forget we put up these barriers. Yeah, we do in our own life because we're constantly told certain things. When someone points out to you, hey, well, actually. You know, just order it or just wiggle your toes or, you know, just drink some water. Mm. Go to decaf. Seems yeah. really simple, but we don't but think, we don't the think about things. these little things. Because I think once the anxiety – where over, I'm an overthinker. I overthink it and it's a mountain out of a molehill. So for me, having a coffee every day, I have to have a coffee every day, but I'm getting anxious. So thinking about the decaf when I'm not in a good space, it was never going to happen. <laughs> But, you know, you're going to get to that place where you can think about that. But as you're saying, if someone was to suggest something as simple as that, mm. if they could have told me that, like, five years ago, thank you very much. But as you're saying, this this um, mind... The Mind Mental mind Club. Mind Mental Club. Mm. If we can all share those little, those little, little st- steps. Little stuff that we all do. And that way we also know that we can take little steps and there's nothing wrong with taking no, little not steps. At all. And I think sometimes a lot of people with mental health challenges, and it's a known scientifically proven side effect, is that um, we take on blame for it. Mm. Why can't I get out of bed? Why can't I just feel good? Why can't I laugh at that joke? Because logically it tells me it's funny. Yep. I just don't feel it yep. inside. And we blame. But the that's actually part of the disease. Mm. So not only does this disease want to make us feel bad, it wants us to blame us for yeah. feeling bad. Why am I? Why am yeah. I? Oh, we recently went to uh, an international comedian uh, show, a, com- a comedy show, and uh, it, it, very good. He's very funny. And uh, I just sat, I was in a bad spot. 
And I just sat there and thought, yeah, he's funny, but, you know, when are we going home? It was really strange. Yeah. I completely was totally empty. I had mm. no feeling whatsoever. And, and IPL has helped me with that. I'm, I'm still on my journey. Um, so, yeah, I, I know what you're coming, what you, where you came mm. from. So. And it is, it is a journey um, f- for sure. But I think for me, I got to the point now where it's like, well, for me, it's not recovery anymore. Okay. For me, it's just I have this something that I deal with, mm. just like everyone else has. And, mm. and, and I may have a few more ups and downs as other people. Mm. But I'm fine the way I am. Mm. Deep down me, I'm not my illness. I'm Sarah and I'm an amazing person mm. and I'm valuable in this world and life's tough and mm. I'm going to have bad days and I'm going to have good days. And accept that. And accept it. Mm. And as soon as you just go, yeah, this is this is life, it almost takes a whole a whole weight off. Yeah. Um, that wasn't – I couldn't do that on day one. That's it. So no way. Yeah. Six months I had to stand in bed. Yeah. Because I was so physically drained that I needed to sleep. Mm-hmm. But someone said to me, Sarah, you're allowed to sleep. Wow. And I went, you know what? I absolutely am. I am. Yeah. And I even wrote myself a little certificate. I drew up, got out my pencil, really? and I and like a certificate. And I said, this certificate authorizes Sarah <laughs> to go to sleep anytime she needs. That's awesome. And I put it beside my bed so that anytime I felt guilty about needing to sleep, I went, you know what? I'm allowed to because this is what I need. It is a guilt thing too. It we is. Do feel we guilty. get so guilty. And yeah. you know what? That's it. Doesn't get, doesn't help. And. Mm. Do you feel guilty about breaking your arm? Well, you might have done something silly, but you don't. Do you feel guilty about getting chicken pox or getting yeah, COVID? Exactly. You know? And it's the same. And it's exactly mm. the same. But society doesn't help. There's a no. lot of people out there that make it very difficult to have a mental illness. Yeah. And I've experienced a lot of that. Do you find it very difficult with so- socially? Are you very, like, you're coming across as very open and very outward, but mm. when you're in your bad place, did you find it really difficult to get out of bed and socialise? I didn't at all. Yeah, okay, same, yeah. same. But what I did was I owned that. So mm. um, I actually turned to the people that I knew that did care. Yeah, correct. And I said to them, I'm not I'm not well yep. and I care for you, but right now it needs to be about me. Yeah. And they went, cool, we'll see yeah. you when you're ready. Exactly. And yeah. that's what I knew I had that support. And just knowing that they were there if yeah. I needed it yeah. w- was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and and that's what I did. And, yeah, but but socially it was – I was very isolating. I was, yeah, so. And even going to the um, shops these days, I don't I, – I find going to the grocery shop mm. exhausting. I often have to come home and have a sleep. Yeah. Because And I, I can't work it out, mm. but there's just something about that interaction that I find really tiring and really stressful. I actually get – when I get like that, I get um, online deliveries, mm. I'm afraid, to my door. It's just easier for me to go, yeah, yeah I have this, this and this and then and bring it to me. Yeah. And, but that's what I was doing in my bad spot because I just didn't want to go out. But the thing about the, the friends is, and I know there's a couple of friends listening now, but um, the friends that I can say to them, look, I really can't go out tonight. And I don't have to give them an excuse. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go, I've got a co-, you know, you have to tell them I've got a cold, or my son's not sick, or mm. your mum's not well. All I have to say is, I'm just not into it today. And yeah. they'll understand that, yeah, she's yeah. she's not right, but just let her, let her have her time. Yeah. Um, no pushing. Um, but then there's other people out there that will take offence, like, oh, she's cancelled again. or And they're the people, obviously, you don't want in your life anyway. No. Um, I mean, but the reality is not everyone is going to understand. No. I mean, I remember being a teenager and knowing a particular person with a mental health issue. And I kind of thought it was a bit, whatever, you know. Mm. I didn't think... I didn't appreciate it until I was a bit older. Yep. So I think young – because it, 
it's so hard to comprehend. Yeah. Um, and so I understand that not everyone is going to get it mm. as such, but not everyone gets everything and you can still be respectful of it. True, true, true. And so for me, I don't expect necessarily people to understand it in its entirety. No. But they can respect me that I know myself and what I need and that I'm being honest with them mm. and that should be enough. Yeah. And it is enough for the for people that are genuine friends. That's right, that's right. Um, and sadly that meant that I, I had to say goodbye to lots of relationships. Yeah. Yep. And... I don't necessarily look back and go, oh, you didn't help me. or what You know, mm. I just went, you're not ready and you're not open to be able to um, give me what I need in a friend. Uh, yeah. And that is that respect and that under and understanding. understanding. And, for sure. And it was tough. Look, I, there's yep. lots of relationships I miss. Mm. But I'm better off for it. I, I totally agree. I've been through the same yep. situation and um, – they were very uh, non-understanding, non is that the right word? Um, and I found it a chore to be around them because mm. I was having to – and it was those type of people that you say, oh, you know, I've got a headache today. or I felt like they weren't going to listen to me if I said I wasn't feeling the best today. They needed an excuse. Mm. You know, my car's broken down or can't get out the – blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, so the, definitely I'm a better person for not having them in my life. But it was it is hard to do. It is very it is very hard. Um, I mean, I, I had to make some very hard decisions. I, I, I left my career behind, mm. very successful career, and I just mm. went, you know what, that's not going to fit into my new life mm. and what I need. See you later. Yeah. Um, and that was 20 years of – That's brave. Yeah, it, but it, it came to the point of, well, what – What's the choice? Mm. I carry on um, in a particular way or I don't. I mean, change doesn't happen until you change. Yeah, you're right. Um, and so you have to make, make changes, but change isn't necessarily easy. And I get that. And mm. that's what this group's all about. It's about saying, you know what, we get it. Um, it's about saying we've all got lived experience. We're all here. We no judgment whatsoever. No, no judgment whatsoever. Mm. And you know what? I'm okay to say, guess what, everyone? I have severe anxiety and I have severe depression. And I'm not embarrassed by that. No. I And anyone that sort of says, yeah, has a response and goes, oh, you know, whatever, I don't care about that response. Yeah. Because for me, I'm brave. Yeah. I am strong and I didn't, I didn't get this disease, or so to speak, because mm. I was weak. No. Um... And I've got nothing to be ashamed about. Just no. the same as I don't have, you know, if I break a, a, break a limb, nothing mm. to be ashamed about. No. And so for me, I want to do everything I possibly can to encourage people to own what's happening and to try and not be embarrassed. And I know it's hard because we're not there yet as a society. No, as a society we're, yeah. we're way off. Still judgment um, out there, and still a lot of, And unfortunately, mm. a lot of ignorance. Yeah. Um, but I'm determined to be one of those people that now says, you know what, I'm Sarah, um, you know, I like lollies, mm. I've got a sweet tooth, um, I do pottery in my spare time mm. and I've got anxiety and depression. Mm. And those last two points should be any more... Any than more than the pottery. Than the pottery. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it, and that's what it's about. And I just think um, life can be so much better for a lot of people struggling out yeah, there and definitely. I want to do my, do my little bit. And to show that it, it can be done, and it doesn't, ha and, and you don't do it my way; you do it your way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And in doing so as well, you can actually have an even better life. Wow, you're amazing. You are amazing. You are amazing. Oh, thank I'm you. so glad I met you. It's been great to meet. I mean, we we'll have to go out for coffee or something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and and the work that we're doing here at IPL mm. Radio is, is wonderful because yep. it, 
Um, I remember, I mean, I came in here, what, six or eight months ago mm. or something and had, you know, I certainly wasn't like I am today mm. and I've just found a wonderful family. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's about. It's about finding people that, that get the situation that, you know, that, I don't know, we yeah, I can uh, be me here. Yeah. You know, I love uniqueness. I love people yeah. being me. You know, you've got your purple head yeah. and I love that. I rode my motorbike this morning. Oh, champion. Yeah. You know, it's great. I parked in, in the foyer. Yeah. <laughs> I had some M&Ms for breakfast. There you How go. How that? See? Um, you know, we're all different. We've all, we've all got our own path. And that's all fine. Yeah. So let's celebrate uniqueness. Absolutely. And let's let's support each other more. And be and kind. Be kind. And anyone um, that is interested, please come in. Check out the Mind Mentor Club. Yes. This is Facebook. It's on Facebook. Eventually, I'm going to expand, mm-hmm. but I'm starting in that forum, and then eventually I'll I'll expand out. But right now, it's you know it's week two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but longer term, I've got I've got a lot bigger plans. But it's not about me, so I'm allowing the audience, the the members, to direct where we go. And what's it called again? The Mind Mentor Club. What's it called again? The Mind Mentor Club. And one more. And the Mind Mentor Club. <laughs> Excellent. And I think you actually advertise on the IPL radio page as well, don't you? Um, I have put a post yeah, out there. Yeah, so if you, you, if, you wanna, if you can't remember what she said because she said... What the was Mind what? Mentor Club. <laughs> if you can't find it, then come on to IPL Radio and, and then you'll be able to find it on there. But you should be on the IPL Radio anyway, Absolutely. Facebook page. You know, no question about that. But definitely um, go in and check out the... Mind Mentor Club. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in, oh, Sarah. Oh, thank you. It's You're been awesome. awesome. You, you bring up so much energy in me. Just by walking in the door, she's bouncing but, around. But I get it from you. Wow. That's, right. the, that's the thing is, once you start to find your people... I don't want you to leave. Can you stay? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, you are cool. So, I appreciate you coming in and thanks thank for coming in. You can come in any time. Thank you so So, if you want to just pop in or stay with me... Sure. So, I'm going to actually um, play some 80s because you know I'm an yes. 80s freak. So I'm going to play... Oh, this is actually one of my favourite songs. It's Obsession by Animation. Animotion. Animotion. Obsession. Let's do it. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's rock it. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Mish. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Hello, you're listening to Mish Good Vibrations on a Friday afternoon. Thank you for joining me. Well, we had Sarah in before. Gosh, she's a bounce. She bounces in the door with so much energy, and she bounces off me. She's just fantastic. So thanks for coming in, Sarah, and uh, please um, join her Facebook page and um, get some information from her. She might be able to help you out, or someone might be able to give some great advice if you're suffering from anxiety or depression. Um, so that was my first interview. I have another interview coming up very shortly. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to listen to some more music. What have you got planned for the weekend? I've got quite a busy weekend coming up. We've actually got um, my husband's Christmas work party tonight in South Perth, which should be good. So I'm rushing off from, from radio this afternoon and heading into South Perth. And then tomorrow evening, we're taking our kids, when I say kids, they're adult children with their partners, and my mum and dad to see the Christmas lights in Mandra from the pirate ship. So you actually go around the canals of Mandra and you look at the Christmas lights, so that should be exciting. Uh, hopefully I don't get seasick because I'm not very good on boats, so I'll let you know how I go. But that should be nice, so getting you know started into the Christmas spirit on the 
on the second, oh no, when is it tomorrow? It's the 3rd of December tomorrow, so that should be nice. So hopefully you've got some exciting things happening. I know people are getting really busy with Christmas twos coming up, Christmas parties and Christmas family catch-ups and things like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a busy time of year for most people. So enjoy your weekend. But in the meantime, let's listen to some more music and get your afternoon going and some foot tapping and get some um, some positive energy into you. So this is Love Resurrection from Alison Moyet. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with Mish. Good vibrations this afternoon on a Friday. I've got a lovely lady in for an interview this afternoon. Her name is Karen McDermott. Now, I believe... Hi, Karen. Hello. Hi. How are you going? Hi, Good. everyone. Um, Karen is actually um, an IPL family member, and I didn't know this because I've only been new to the radio, so I apologise that I, I wasn't aware of that. But I actually asked her if she needed to know how to get here, and I think <laughs> <laughs> that's when I found out she was actually part of IPL. But, but this was a while ago. When did you start? With IPL? Oh, well, I was on here for about a year. Mm -hmm. And then, um, obviously, something happened in family. Had to step out for a while. But I'm still very much a sponsor of of the station. And uh, I just love everything. So when was this? What year? year. Oh, it was last year? This year, yeah. Okay. We'd done a Monday Motivation show. Oh, fantastic. Myself and Ali Bannister Oh, I love Ali. Hi, Ali, if you're listening. Hey, Ali, I actually bumped into her about 20 minutes ago. Oh, from the cool. Show. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we, we loved it. We had really a lot of fun. We brought in a lot of authors because I'm a publisher. Oh, so right, yeah. Authors would come in to celebrate their books launching. We also had um, a lot of local business owners pop in as well. Fantastic. So celebrating and good tunes. Yeah, that's the main thing. That's the main thing. So with my show, I wanted to because I'm an '80s freak, so I like the '80s music, but I really wanted to bring back more of the mental health awareness to the radio because that's what IPL is all about. Absolutely. It's inspiring passionate lives. Yeah. So I really wanted to bring back some. But it's, I found I thought it was going to be hard getting people in to tell their story, but it's actually been oh. no. People want to speak. People are ready to tell their yeah, story. Yeah, that's fantastic. what I do as a publisher and an author myself. Mm. I sh- overshare. You know, yeah. I share. But some when somebody connects with your story mm. you know it's it's um, so profound absolutely i started writing my first novel 12 years ago and wow. um, on november 20 um 2010 i started writing my first novel then and i was bringing my story and i wrote it to heal you know yeah. so it was a, such a profound experience but i've been through ptsd in my life i had okay. 14 months of it okay and i was um very lucky enough to have worked in mental health so understood it oh right didn't like it no, <laughs> I didn't I understood you know, yeah. it. So I didn't fear it. So I went through the process of healing and, and coming through that. And I, I call it my cocoon period because mm-hmm. I come out like a butterfly. Ah, cool. And That's I lovely. Since That's lovely. Yeah, so did it. you, because uh, you're a writer, mm-hmm. did you write before that? No. If, no, you, no, you never have written it. But no, I was actually in, um, I was working mental health in just in the admin kind of field, but mm. very. In, you know, I'd host events, and then I was a dra- um, I would teach drama, and um, and that through Easter Own College. Okay. And we would put on plays and things like that. So, I, I s- my studies are in humanities yeah. and in a community drama with the University of Dublin. Oh wow, mm. that's amazing! Not in publishing. No, I, ended so up yeah, in I publishing. mean, <laughs> I, I actually went in. I've got your LinkedIn here, and honestly, you've got so many levels to you, like. Yeah. like when did the, when did so this started in 2010 did you say 2010 i wrote my first novel in mm. 30 days it was a catalyst um 
and ended up in two years later I ended up setting up my own publishing press to wow. help authors have a positive experience but also I understood the power of story yeah and how not only do you benefit from telling your story and writing your story it's the most therapeutic yep. thing you'll ever yep. do in your I life agree. takes it out of here that's why I wanted people to, to talk paper. because once they've spoken out released yeah, I'm, I'm still struggling to do that myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and do that now. I started at radio. But well, yeah, we had a lady in last... I had a lady in last week and she had written um, her story and I, I think we were going to give her your details for... Yeah, yeah. For, uh, if that was okay. Yeah, of course. Um, because it was the same thing for her. She'd gone through a lot and she'd written it out into this book form and she was thinking of... You're going to write your it. story too, Mish. The thing is, when, <laughs> when you write your story and it connects with someone and, and they feel connected to you, yeah, um, it, it, it helps them heal, mm. it helps them, it inspires them, or ignites something within them, and wow. that's just pure life magic. So what was your first book called? The Visitor, and it is a fictional novel, and my story's woven into it. My name's Karen Weaver. Oh, I, Weaver. I like that, I like that. <laughs> that's my Very author, good. my maiden name, so okay. I write as Karen Weaver. Okay, but you weaved your way through that, yeah. <laughs> I weaved my way through it and uh, put my story in there. And um, because at the beginning, you know, anybody who's going to tell their story, they always have inhibitions. It's always like, yeah. what if somebody reads this? Yep. What if I upset somebody in my family? All of those things yep. come into play. But writing in fiction, um, I found oh, right. I had a freedom there. Oh, and you could let idea. characters do a thing. Ah. And, um, and give you know, it's so it's not direct and you've protected the people that you love. So for me, I had never written fiction before. But I delved into it and I loved it. That's and a it's really no good literary idea. masterpiece, but it's it's a novel. That's that a really good idea doing that because, as you said, you're not going to offend anybody. It's so much fun because you can make wow. it go anywhere. There's, you know. Yeah, and, and you can make whatever happened to you be better mm. in that. Yeah, I've never really well thought about that. Well, they say that for fiction yeah. and novel, novelists yeah. anyway, Mish, is yeah. that you take what you know yeah, and, and you, you put it that, in yeah. and that develops really strong characters because you went through the emotion of yeah. it so you know the depths of that character. Wow. And so that makes for really good fiction. That's awesome. There you go. That's really interesting. Mm. So how many books have you done since? I have published over 40 of my own Get books. Get out. And there's, there's um, I'm actually writing non-fiction right now. I write in the philosophy space, the mm-hmm. Think, Think and Grow Rich Network and stuff like that so i am living the dream wow. and then i have three publishing companies and i don't do everything on my own people no. think look at you do it. and i know yeah uh, yeah i don't do it all on my three own. three publishing companies yes you must be absolutely flat out but as you said you have got a good time you've got a good time um, anything to help stories get out i don't feel that i work a day wow. in my life i love it but you know what? And I have six children, Mish. What? I know that. Are you kidding me? I knew it. Good job. Six kids? <laughs> yes. You are insane. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm Irish. There you go. And blonde. And woman. And you're a woman. Forget there it. You, you know, go. We've, we've gone through all those now. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so six kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old seven to 26. Seven. So seven. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Seven, nine, 11, 14, 16, and 26. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That's that. That's hard. And the eldest of six. There you go. There's your ex. Oh, there you go. An Irish Catholic, no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I could have gone. Could have gone Protestant, but no, it's definitely Catholic. It's, it's that, and uh, every I always get asked, do you not have a television? <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that always what people say? Just, yeah, I hate that, yeah. I've only got two kids, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah that, that's the ongoing joke. So so you've done 40 books. Probably more, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm more of a publisher hat than an author, but my authorship has started to mm. really show up, and I'm in a movie next year. What? Yeah, tell us. Can you tell us about it? Or Absolutely. Not really? oh, it's cool. called Think and Grow Rich: Mums Rising. Oh. So I don't know if you're 
familiar with the whole Napoleon Hill Foundation um, yeah. kind of Think and Grow Rich network. Um, it's a huge philosophy thing, and I absolutely love it. And I have I write on seven life principles of um, mindfulness, knowing, intention, love, gratitude, forgiveness, and belief. Beautiful. And they're my seven main core Beautiful. principles. And I've always lived through those. Every I identified them and yep. and started to write on them because everybody was like, "How the hell yeah. do you do what you yeah. do?" And love it so much. Wow. Like you always seem that you, I prioritize joy very highly, Mish. Yep. It's, it's up there in one of my highest that's values. That's fantastic. Family as well. I want to drop my kids off school, pick them up. Yep. That's my thing. Yep. And um, and all of those. So I know my values, my core values, and mm. then I, I align everything else with that. Go on the journey, you know? Yeah. I don't have too much fear because I know what I want to achieve. So I don't have fear in saying hell yes that's to the awesome. things that are the big yeses. My gosh, I've had some fantastic women in today, honestly. Isn't Empowering. it? Oh, I, just I love, love it. it. Yeah. Because I'm still, I mean, I've been on depression and uh, anxiety journey for, for many, many years, yeah. but I'm starting to heal. I'm starting to do the healing journey now. Yes. Um, and IPL has been great for me oh, for that. So can, can we just go back to wh- why you started? Wh- why did you walk in the door of IPL? What happened? Oh, well, um, I've known Tris. I used to work with Tris oh. to help him do his books. He'd done Passionate People books, oh. anthologies. And so I helped him many years ago wow. um, to pull those together. Ah. And it's amazing. So he's... Tris is amazing wow. what he does. He does yeah. And so um, I happened to say, do you know, I can do every Monday morning. Yeah. I can do, give you a few hours for the radio show. And he was like, absolutely. So we came in. We loved it. And I, I will be back as soon as yeah. things settle. My daughter got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. We nearly lost her. Oh, she, gosh. She went into ketoacidosis. Oh, and was in sorry ICU. that. Yeah, it was a nice really, man. really, really tough time. But she's come through, you know, she's come through it. And um, then she ended up getting OCD and stuff like that. But I just nurture my kids through their things in life and they come out the other end stronger. Wow. You know, but she survived. And so then um, I just needed my Monday mornings back. Yeah. So I think I asked you the same question before off off air and you said something about you needed to socialise or you needed motivation. We done motivation on Mondays, myself and Oh, it's motivation Mondays, yeah. And um, and that was where we just start the week off, how we wanted to start the week off and both myself and Ali are very high vibe and so Good. we would start the week off with motivating stories or motivating things we would up be up to lots of shenanigans ourselves you know? <laughs> so we would share those kinds of things and 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 good music as we said but yeah. all it was just a really I just really enjoyed it and and um you've got so busy that you weren't able to come well back. It, was, it, it was to do with um kids you know, you just course. have to be there yeah, for of course, them. Of course. Ended up homeschooling. So okay, gosh. Yeah. How do you do that as well? My I goodness, I don't stress hey. about it. You just you go just, with you it. You just do it. Yeah, you just a doer. That's so amazing. And it all works out. You know, I don't stress about it. I think parents put a lot of pressure on themselves, yeah, you know, and that, and that causes anxiety. Mm. If you are a mother or a father that's showing up for your kids, being there for them, and every child's different. I have six yep. and every single one of them are different. They all mm. require different parenting. Yep. So you got to just go with the ebbs and flows of it and just have fun when you can because yep. that's yep. what life's all about. Yeah. Or you know what? They're 26 years old. They've moved yep. out of the house. They're yep. there helping out yeah i've got a 28 and a 25 year old and yeah although they still need mum you know emotionally um they'll always come knocking on the door ringing if they need anything and that's perfectly fine no (laughs) in fact my son's only about 400 meters down the road uh, with his partner but um don't see him very often 
but I know he's okay. Yeah, yeah. If he rings, I know there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> my, so. my eldest works for me now. He, oh, he actually wow. went into engineering and hurt his foot and ended up um, saying to me, you know, he had to take three months off yep. and he wasn't covered or whatever. And I said, he said, do you need somebody? I was like, absolutely, because wow. he's so good with tech. That was three years ago. Is it working out well? Oh, perfect. He, like, manages things. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's it really works. But he doesn't live at home, though, does he? God, no. No, he's been out since he was 18. Okay. He went over to the UK for a few years, fell in love, brought her back here. Oh, we live in Warnbro. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's good. That's close anyway, so Mm. nice and close. Absolutely. It's just uh, what I was getting to was if you were living together, working together, it's almost like a a marriage situation. Not not a marriage, but, you know, you get annoyed with each other, but obviously... He's so placid. Oh, really? That's good. The rest aren't. Just here. Just here. Oh, you're you're lucky lucky it's him, mate. You're lucky it's him. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's fantastic. So, and, and you've won awards recently there's one recent one tell mm, us yeah, about this I won a stevie award i was in here talking to jess about it actually. yeah it's the oscars of the business wow. world i won female entrepreneur of the year there was fifteen thousand applicants no way oh brought my it home god to congratulations that's <laughs> yeah. just amazing got gold as well so it was really wow got to get up on stage give a speech is it in america yeah we went over to las vegas nice what's it like over there in Las Vegas, I mean. Las Vegas is just very superficial. It's mm-hmm. I'm not a gambler. I, if mm. you're a gambler, it's like heaven. Mm. <laughs> but it I could be hell. Could well, be hell. that too. Mm. Um, we stayed in Caesar's Palace. It was an amazing experience. Mm. You know, it was an amazing experience. Lots of interesting things to see. Like we went to the Venetian and seen the Venice things. And yeah. But the biggest takeaway I really enjoyed was when we. Was a f- there was a group of us. T- we took two helicopters into the Grand Canyon. Wow. And landed in the Grand oh, Canyon. You don't get th- to do that if oh you're driving there. Gosh. You just get to look, look in. It, yeah. <laughs> we landed in it. Oh we had champagne. Oh we had pictures with our gosh. awards. Oh, I won amazing. three, so I won gold, silver, and bronze. Get so out. Gold wow. for Female Entrepreneur of the Year. Silver for Maverick of the Year. Wow. And... Um, Bronze for That's absolutely. For we amazing. do a we do a castle retreat every year in Ireland. Yeah, I saw, I saw that avatar. <laughs> it looks fantastic. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Good. For, good for you. And yeah. congratulations. That's Thank just you. amazing. You've have you always been this busy? Do we call it busy? I don't know. Yeah. See, to me, it sounds people also say you're always busy, Karen, but I don't feel as if I'm working. Like I am ready now for. I'm ready to hibernate. Yeah. At the end of the year, yeah. to be honest. I love school holidays, hanging out with my kids, oh which I've been to my yep. into a different. Do you mindset. go away? No, no. I live, I live in Rockland Beach. Yeah, but we don't need to go <laughs> I away. I live my my. I, you my don't life need to go away. Your life is a holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't need to I go anywhere. I come anyway. from Ireland here 14 years ago, so uh-huh. you know. So it's definitely a holiday here yeah. then. That's for sure. We do. Um, so we do lots of things like we go out onto the beach, or we we my kids love ice skating. We do a lot of ice oh, skating perfect. in our adventure world. Oh, nice. We go to I came from Ireland, Mish, yep. so that I could spend every Sunday morning in a nice rink. <laughs> you might as well stay where you, you get were. that, you yeah. know. I left the coldness. <laughs> and you know, still doing every Sunday morning. I still end up freezing. <laughs> Do you skate? I have done and have landed on my bottom many times, yes. That's good. You have to yeah. you have to fall to pick yourself up. And yeah, pick yeah. It, is the picking yourself up I don't up mind skiing. I don't mind falling over. I'll mm. get back off. My kids are horrified when I fall. <gasps> Mama's <laughs> falling over. And I'm like, it's <laughs> fine, it's fine. You know? I used to be a really good roller skater, but I don't want to be scared to fall now. It hurts a lot oh, when you fall. Really? The older you get, it hurts, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You break, t- you break, break things. I've got padding. 
Uh, so. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> I do have a lot of padding, so maybe I should give it a try. <laughs> but uh, I should probably get back on the skates. It'll There's actually a roller skating place in Valdivas that my daughter goes to. Really? She loves it, yeah. It's just behind um, that... Um, the zone around behind around in Baldivas or no, no sorry, Quinana. Quinana. There Quinana. is one in Quinana. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I haven't been in there, but yes, there is one in there. Yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. What um, what else do you like to do as a hob- hobbies? Writing's my thing. So that really takes you away from oh. any. Um, if I'm writing a novel or writing a book, I get up at five a.m. and do it. Do you have to shut yourself away? No, no. I was gifted a wonderful gift from my mother to be able to switch out. Switch wow, out. <laughs> no wonder. That's the six kids, see? You can do that. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I write in school holidays because that's nicer mum. Yeah. You know, and work mum's focused. Yeah, yeah. Um, writing mum is so much nicer, so I'm in this <laughs> beautiful energy that I write mm. my books and kids can play. Wow. I only hear if one of them's injured or hungry. That's, that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. amazing. So, let, let, so if there was somebody out there, like I said, I met someone last week who mm. wants to write their story, yeah. how should they go about it and what do they need to do to... to to have it published in the end, what's yeah. what's the, what's the the way that to get to that point? Well, first of all, you have to set the intention mm. and believe that it's possible. For me, fifty thousand words blew my mind. I didn't think it was it, it was possible. Is that me. a minimum? No, no, no. Okay. You can do like people have thirty thousand, but it was kind of a ballpark for me. Yeah. But um, a friend um, who's actually local to here um, instilled the belief in me without even knowing it, because she had written fifty thousand words just by pottering along, writing her story. You know, just to to heal. She never has published it, and probably mm. never will publish it. But um, the, her saying that magic number. That what if she can do it, then I can do it. Okay. You know? Yeah. So when NaNoWriMo came up, which is National Novel Writing Month, that happens globally uh, in November mm-hmm. every year and you sign up for NaNoWriMo it's a challenge I love a challenge so um mm. to I had just had my fourth child she was four weeks old it was to- totally Gosh. irrational of me to say to my husband I think I'm going to write a novel <laughs> and um and uh, you know you're on your own for a month but I love our children that's it yeah. you know you've yeah. got to sort yeah. stuff out and so I did I wrote 1,667 words a day for 30 days and had a 50,000 word novel and that was only wow. possible because firstly I set the intention and committed to it yeah um, secondly I had momentum and thirdly I didn't overthink it so yeah, okay. I just knew this is my first messy draft mm. I'm going to let it out do you hand write or type um, I do both. It depends where okay. I am. Um, you know, obviously, I'm a bit time poor, so mm. but I, I do type straight into the computer generally. Yep. Yep. But I have been known to handwrite and then just audio it in and get it transcribed. Oh, okay. Mm. So for someone who was, say, for example, I wanted to start my story, mm-hmm. um, would it be better for me to start typing it up? Most people, um, when they're starting out, a, a lot of people, if you're more comfortable writing, write mm. it in paper. And then, and then where does it go from there, though? Does that does someone else? Yeah. So then, so that's your first draft. Yeah. So you write. It's your creative. You're connecting to a yep. very much a divine consciousness mm-hmm. that feeds you information because you ri- read it and you go, "How did I write that? Okay. You know, I know I've lived it, but yeah. how did I articulate it and bring it together like that?" So if you write it out on on a page, then you audio it, get it into a word document. Okay. And then um, you put it away for a week or two, and then come back at it with a different hat, which is your editing hat. So mm. you can go through. I call it the first phase, the first draft is the skeleton of your book. Yeah. That but it's a very important it's what holds the everything backbone. together. Yeah. You 
know. And then the, whenever you go over it again, and that's when you put in the muscle. Okay. So that's when you go over it and do what you can, because you're not an editor, mm. uh, and a, you know, you do what you can to get it to a space, a place where you know you can't do anymore. And that's where you have to, if you are a perfectionist, you have to pull yourself away from it yeah. at that point. But if it's it's a, it's it's you don't know that feeling until you feel it. You go, you know what? I've done everything I can. It's yep. time for me to hand this over to the professionals. Yep. And then it usually goes to if you're a first time author, it'll go to a structural editor. Yep. Who will go through your manuscript and say to you, this is you can put more in here to strengthen it up, or you can take this doesn't need to be there. Your reader doesn't need to read it. Da 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 da. You know. And quite often, if you're writing your memoir. Um, you're going to write more than a reader needs to oh, read. needs to hear, yeah, okay. But you have to write it. Yep. Don't ever not write it. Mm. So things are going to be cut out. And don't ever, um, whatever you're writing and in the flow, don't ever stop the flow because you're thinking, oh, I can't say that. Or you just, just write, write it. Just write it, yeah. It, it can be deleted, you mm. know, once you mm. go over it again. Just let the flow come because you still have to. So that that's really important. But if you're writing a non-fiction book that is, um, you know, or if you've got a brand, you know, or a business mm. or whatever, um, there's there's a, s- a formula that I have that works really well. So for your chapters, you need to have three things, which is knowledge, share mm-hmm. your knowledge and your perspective. Share a personal scenario so that your reader gets to connect with you because this is, you know, future mm. and then have a takeaway so that they don't live through you. They take what you've taught them and then apply it to their own Wow, lives. that's yeah. interesting. And for that as well is it capture the essence of your book in a title. It can change, but just capture the essence of your book in a title and have at least 20 chapters written down of like theme chapters of wow. what you can write to. And then that makes your book so simple. It doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to overthink Cause, it. Because thinking, thinking of writing a book, it just sounds like it's impossible yeah. to do. Which obviously it's not, it's not. but it, it just does sound like a big, big thing yeah. to me. Oh, people, th- well, it is. W- so if you've published a book, you deserve credibility. Mm. You know, there's authority in authorship. You know, author yeah. is in authority because yeah. if you've gone through the writing process and the journey that is that, mm. you know, it's a self-development journey. Yeah, you've been through the the editing process. Mm. Wow, and then you've went through the publishing process. You deserve any kudos you get. Yeah. You know, oh, that's why there's this authority in it because you've stuck the stuck the journey. And 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 in, in the end, it's it's your decision of what because if someone suggests, oh look, I think we should cut that out. And you've gone, I don't think so, because I think it's really, really no important. No, it, it's at your own discretion. It's at your own discretion, yeah, yeah, okay. And that's the thing, is that editors are there to be suggestive, not, um, you know. Okay. Yeah, so if it's your story, you have to honour it. Um, I al- always talk about Elizabeth Gilbert at that point when I'm ta- when somebody asks me that, is because Elizabeth Gilbert ha- wrote a book, and it's called The Signature of All Things. Mm. And um, and the end of end of it, you know, a very thick book but she sent it to her publisher she sent it to pe- adv- people around her who mm. always read her work and advise her or whatever and um, everyone came back to her saying that she needed to change the ending oh wow and she said that she sat and she mulled over it and she went through all these kinds of things about changing the ending of this book and she s- she came back to everyone she said i'm sorry no that's the ending that it needs to be you may not like it but that's the story that what I that's have to honor. Story. It's the yeah. story that it has to, to. That's the ending of the story, and she, every because she's such a big name, the, you know, yeah. they published it that way. It ended up getting screenplays wow. and all of these things. Everybody loved it. Wow! But it's she she honored the journey and was Good true to her. it. Good so the author is the person that's most connected to yep. the story. Yeah, exactly. And just remember, you're an author. You're not yeah. an editor. Let editors do their job. That's yeah. what they... But they can't tell the stories you will tell because mm. you've lived it or you've imagined it. 
So, you know, that's what... I was really, really bad at English at school because I really didn't connect with it because I... Probably because I didn't enjoy the yep. teaching that uh-huh. was delivered, and um, and like so, and and I write words around the wrong way all the time, you know, mm. and so I would have a touch of dyslexia, but I don't let that stop me no. writing or publishing or showing up no, in that world. Not. You absolutely know what I mean? Not. Because there's experts around. They're, they're me, you know? You've got a team around you that'll help you. F- yeah, get to and the if final. you're an author, you're going to have to have a team as well yeah. if you want to have an industry standard book out wow. there. Wow. So it's wow. all a journey, and it's a step-by-step process. Don't let it overwhelm you. The whole picture, you do what you One need step to at do. A time. That. Yeah. So, so um, you're obviously in uh, southern Perth area because we're from Rockingham. Yeah. If there was someone locally who wanted to do something book-wise, would they be able to contact you? Yes. For um, for your professional advice, and or you've got your your um, your companies that it can help out anyway. Yeah, yeah, you? absolutely. Most people connect with me on Facebook. That's where. Isn't you, it? You is it expensive me. to produce a book? It depends. It depends. You can do it yourself and self-publish, and we show people how to do that. I have mm. an academy. People just go into, so that's pretty inexpensive. Mm. But it's actually saves you so much time mm. and money in the long run because we, instead of getting lost in the process, yep. we're getting taken advantage of. Uh-huh. You know that that's that always works. Wow. I, I invented that because I wish I had have had that okay. in the beginning. So that's yep. why the Everything Publishing Academy exists. That's really good. But um, we have our office in the old IPL offices up at Rockingham Forshaw. Okay. So that's where our office is, and um, we've been there now for uh, I think fourteen months. Yeah. So, um, okay. And so, yeah, we're in there a lot of the time. We are a closed office because publishing is head down, bums up work. But yep. you can always give me a call. So how can they contact there. you um, yep. via your Facebook page? Facebook page is the main way, or LinkedIn. So um, Karen McDermott, Facebook page? Mm-hmm. Karen McDermott Weaver. Weaver, of course, I've the Weaver. I've cloned a bit. Yes, <laughs> There's the a few <laughs> different Facebook pages. <laughs> so, yeah. so Karen McDermott Weaver. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, uh, like and um, yeah, come and um, just connect if you're interested. with me. Mm. Yeah, and send me a message. Absolutely, yeah, I'm always ha- happy to help anybody on their journey. Give you an hour of my time to allow you to find your way. Fantastic. You know, sometimes just a conversation can be a catalyst. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I have so many people who say, "Remember you talked to me a year ago? <laughs> Look at what I did!" Wow. And I'm like, "Good on you. Yeah, <laughs> well that's done. amazing. That's yeah. so good. It's so good." Um, any last things you want to say before you? No, just thank you so much for having me on the show. Please, thank you for coming in. It's been a pleasure. Great. It's important to have conversations, isn't it? Very much, very much so. It's very important and and mental health particularly is my thing Um, and I want to tell as many stories as I possibly can to get the awareness out there. But knowing that there's, there's people like you out there that have struggled in their time but have come out amazingly on the other end, that's the inspiration that we want want to, uh, to give out. And I give a key piece of mental health advice that I have learned in my life, um, not just from having worked in mental health, but when we endure trauma or something that shocks us to our core, makes us hit rock bottom, um, that's not the time to heal from it. We're mm. surviving it then. We're going survival mode. We have to find a new way um, and it, s- it sets us back. So we have to learn how to walk again, so yep. to speak. But when it comes back, for it to be released from you later on in your life, when you're stronger and more resilient, try not to suppress it. Allow it, um, allow it to to release me. Yes, you're going to have to relive it a little, but it will be the best thing that you ever do physically for your body, health-wise. Mm. You know, it actually heals your body to allow it out instead of keeping it bedded down. It suppressed you. it. Yeah, and writing is a very good mechanism. Wow. Even if you just scribble it in a journal and 
Yeah, I'm actually thinking of doing that actually, to, just to begin with, just yeah. to get it on paper. And it, it's it's uncomfortable, mm. but the benefits that you will get. Uh, but it's not as traumatic. It's okay. uncomfortable, but it's not traumatic. Not, yeah, not and if you trauma. need to cry, you just let it out. Yeah, you know, true. Because you probably couldn't cry at that time. No. Or you may have cried so much, you know. Yeah. That's the thing. So there you go. Yeah. Just write a journal, get those stories on paper, and what you do with that story is totally up to you. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Now, of course, I'm an 80s freak, so I'm going to put on a little bit of 80s if that's okay with you. I'm actually going to put on Kung Fu Fighting. Oh, love it. By a Carl Douglas. I had no idea who sung this song, to be honest with you. But now, of course, I've got it in front of me. It's Carl Douglas. So thank yes. you again. My pleasure. Have a great afternoon and a really good weekend ahead of you. Oh, we will. And here's Kung Fu Fighting. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're listening to Mish on Good Vibrations this afternoon on this wonderful Friday. It's always good to come in and do radio on a Friday afternoon because everyone's winding down for the weekend or getting exciting for things that they're getting getting do for the weekend, so that's great. I've actually um, had some fantastic interviews today with some really empowering ladies coming in. Um, and I've also got another one due in shortly, so it's been really good. Now, I wanted to advertise... Um, we had an interview in earlier, I think either this week or last week, by an author by the name of Georgia Tingley. Um, she's um, written a book called Whistler Wonderland. And apparently you can win this book, which is fantastic. So if you go onto the IPL Radio Facebook, and if you leave a message, uh, just find the post where she's come up with um, on the interview. I think there's an interview on the IPL page. And it's um, Georgia Tingley. She's actually said that if you leave a comment on that page... Um, under her interview, that she may be able to win this book. It's actually a really nice book. I'll just read you a little bit about it. It says, uh, Cherish really, really, uh, Cherish really, really loves Christmas. When she spends a chunk of her hard-earned dollars to win her perfect holiday for two, to experience a white Christmas at Whistler Ski Resort in Canada, all her dreams come true. There was only one downside to her 12-day Whistler vacation. She was now single. Her boyfriend of six months dumped her weeks before they were due to fly out. And the story goes on. So it actually sounds like a really interesting book. Great for Christmas. So please go on to the IPL website. Sorry, well, IPL Facebook page. Look for the interview f- uh, by uh, with Georgia Tingley and make a comment on that page and you could be in to win that wonderful book for someone or yourself for Christmas. That would be really nice. Uh, pity I can't. Go on there. But anyway, yep, go on to the IPL page and um, do a comment and you might be able to win a lovely book for Christmas. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit more music before our next interview comes in. So enjoy. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're with Mish on Good Vibrations this afternoon on a Friday. Yay, it's Friday. Or as people say, it's... TGIF. Okay, so I've had two wonderful women already in today, uh, very empowering and inspiring women. I've got a third lady in today. Her name is Janice. Hi, Janice. Hi, how are you going, Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Now, first of all, we must um, indicate to everybody that we're both motorcycle riders. Yes, we are. Because, you know, that's how important that is. Absolutely. You know what? That's empowering in itself. It is. For a woman. Yes. I've been riding for 10 years. Um, I've ridden around Australia. I've ridden ridden in Vietnam. Um, and for a woman, I actually used to run a group, not a club, 
um, for five years. And it's extremely empowering. But also, yes. I found it really difficult as it's a bit of a, still a bit of a man's world. Yes, it is. So a lot of um, disrespect and um, jealousy. And a lot of surprise faces when you take your helmet off and yeah, you see it's exactly. a female. Yeah, well, see, so you've got long hair. I've got short hair, so they don't realise. No, you know? that's right. I've got the booze, but they don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure so, they do. <laughs> so what are you saying? Now, you just recently got a new bike. I did. What did you get? I got a 2021 Kawasaki mm. Vulcan. Vulcan, nice. 650S. Nice. It's a special edition. Yep. And her name is Phoenix. Oh, her name is Phoenix. That's it's fantastic. Very symbolic, yes. So you have you got your R class or just your RE? RE. I have been riding just over a year. Oh, really? I started riding the 24th of November oh, last year. Oh, fantastic. And I passed my PDA on the 12th of July. Wow, can you remember all that? I remember First that. try. Wow, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did my R class on a cruiser bike, which is unknown. People tend to use the trail, you know, the bikes that are given them with the instructor, but yes. I actually did it on a cruiser, so I was really proud of that. So did I. Oh, you did? Good I, for you. I, I did mine on a Suzuki fabulous, Intruder. Fabulous. Thank you very fabulous. much. Fabulous. Yeah, go girls. <laughs> Those darn O-turns. Yeah, I know. <laughs> With a full tank of fuel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Anyway, so great. So you got a new bike. I do. Now, you're fi- do you find riding therapy? Oh, absolutely. If I did not continue to ride and get my licence, mm. I would not be sitting here with you today. Okay, good. A lot of a lot of people say that th- mm-hmm. riding is a therapy for them. Uh, there's a lot of uh, I mix with a lot of people that are middle aged, older, that um, have gone through all the life struggles and all that sort of stuff, and, and they've definitely will come either come back into riding after many many years of not being riding because some some of them have been riding you know, like in their twenties and then they gave it up yeah, while they, they had do. families. Yeah, and so they got back into riding, and a lot of them have said that it's it's a form of therapy for them. It is. I think I've seen a few jokes on Facebook. Um, you don't see many motorbikes in a therapist's car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know <laughs> and what? You don't. You don't. No. <laughs> so Although I ride my bike to my therapist. Oh, do you? <laughs> yes. Take a photo. You've got I to take will. a photo. I'll have to yeah, next time. Yeah, because they just don't believe it. I will. Yeah, I know you got to do that. Yeah. So, um. What was I going to say? So who do you do you ride with a particular group? Um, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm a member of um, Glow. Yep. Which is yeah, now I've got you. <laughs> glamorous ladies on wheels. wheels. Oh, no, gorgeous ladies on wheels. That's Sorry, even Sorry, Kathy. <laughs> that, that's even better. Yeah, yes. gorgeous ladies on wheels. Yes. That's Glow. Glow. So if anyone's out there who's a, a female rider, um, yeah, look up Glow. Yeah, and also there's WA um, Ladies Riding Group, I think, Warmer. as well. Yeah, yep. yep. So there, there's quite a few. Okay. Um, but there's also um, some social groups in the area. There's yep. Rockingham Rasa, Rockingham yep. and Surrounds. Yep. Um, and we go on, they do dinner rides, mm. and then there's some groups we just do once a month, we yep. catch up and yep. go for a ride, mm-hmm. and just, you know, check in with each other. It's a social thing, yeah. um, and a lot of the time, it's not all about the talk, because when you're on a bike, you're on your own, and it's just about the ride, but a lot of the times, you stop and have lunch, and you'll have a drink after, when I say drink, coffees, of course. Of course. Um, you stop and have a chat, and it's, it's a, that's the social part exactly. of it. It's not necessarily about the ride. It is, in fact, about the destination. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and, and the people that you're with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the um, company is important. Yeah, very much so. You need to feel comfortable and, and not judged. Absolutely. So, the reason I got you in here today, well, yeah, I'll explain that a little uh, bit. One later. of the reasons. <laughs> one of the reasons I got you in today was um, I wanted Janice to uh, promote the Amanda Christmas charity ride, which is on on the tenth. Is that right? Tenth of December. Tenth of December. Yep. One week tomorrow. Yeah, wait, it's one week tomorrow. <laughs> Um, can you give us a bit of a rundown on what that's all about? Sure. Okay, so we do uh, – it's the Mandra Murray Christmas Charity Bike Ride. 
um, fondly known as the Mandra Toy Run. Mm-hmm. Um, we leave from Sir, uh, Sir Ross McClady Oval in yep. Pinjarra. Yep. Um, heading off from there about 9.30. Mm-hmm. We'll have coffee vans, sausage sizzle. So come in early. Do you have yep. to register there or do you have and to register online? Um, we're not doing online this year. That'll mm-hmm. be next year. We'll attempt that next year, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> so you need to get there early to register. Yeah, so we're going to be down there from about 8 o'clock in yep. the morning. Okay. So there'll be some music. Um, come down, get your bikes dressed up, get your costumes on. Yep. Um, and then we ride along Pinjarra Road mm-hmm. um, down onto One Jeep Street and then through Mariner's Cove. So if anyone's down there with kids, absolutely um, come yeah, out, look out, and, yep. and hear that you hear them before. Oh, they you'll hear us. Yeah. You'll definitely hear us. Yeah. Um, we'll also have a trailer behind us for donations. Oh, brilliant. And we're really, really desperate for food this year. Okay. Food. Our community is really, really struggling. Wow. Um, being able to afford just so the non-perishables, obviously. Non-perishables. No, no lamb yep. roast. Absolutely. Or anything like yeah. That. Yeah. We can't do that unless you're going to cook it. <laughs> And serve it for yeah, us all. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be a wonderful. A lamb roll would be lovely. Yeah. Lamb and gravy and, roll. And some gravy. Yeah, <laughs> and mint sauce. It has to have mint sauce. <laughs> now you got me hungry. Um, so then we go down and we go um, down Leslie Street onto Penjara Red Road again, over the bridge and down to the Western Foreshore. Oh, perfect. Now, when we get to the Western Foreshore, um, this is our 31st year. Yeah. So this year, um, I'm the, the new secretary yep. for, the, um, for the event, for the committee. And we've gone a little bit bigger than than before Good. so in the past we do the ride we have a sausage sizzle a bouncy castle some stalls mm. some music this year we have got let's see i hope i get this right mm-hmm. amanda will kill me if i don't <laughs> <laughs> we've probably got around about 15 to 20 stall holders wow. and food trucks gosh we've got ice cream vans coffee vans we've got mama's kitchen because i wanted baked potatoes ah. <laughs> um and then you know we've got some music there we have the SES helping us out. Oh, brilliant. We've got some fire trucks coming down for the brilliant. kids. Um, we've got a classic car show. Oh, fantastic. This year um, we are doing a show and shine. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. One of our members, um, Brian Hardacre, mm-hmm. he has been looking after our shopping centre events for the last 12, 12 years or so. Yeah. He lost his battle with leukaemia a few weeks oh, ago. no. And he always wanted a classic Oh, a vintage show yeah, and shine. Yeah. So, come heck or high water, I was going to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. And it's happening. Oh, that's fantastic. But the biggest draw card, and it's the thing that I'm most excited about, is we have um, an attraction called the Viper Wheelie Machine. Oh, that's that one that flips up, right? Yep. You can and do you wheelies. can get on there and yeah. you can pop wheelies. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Yeah. So, because I ride a cruiser, yep. I'm never, ever going to pop a wheelie no, on my same, bike same. in my life. Yeah, so, this is my chance to, to do it. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to be doing like 10-minute rides for $20 and oh, 20 minutes rides for $20. We're also going to have some fun. Yeah. We're going to do some head-to-head battles. Oh. So, I'm actually challenging my instructor yeah. to battle with me. So, there's two. There's one. Oh, there's so one. So you go on. Oh, and timing. Yeah, timing. So you yeah. Do, who, who does the best. Oh. And we'll get all the crowd to, you know, gold yeah. coin donations to see who they're going to win. Um, we've got some of our riding groups like um, the Friday Night Burger Run Boys. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of those going head to head. Good. Um, Rasa, yep. hopefully, Michelle Hale will yep. go head to head with somebody. Yep. Um, so we've got some really good things happening. Yeah, excellent. We've got music happening. Um, all the bikes, obviously. Yep. Um, so we want everyone to come down. Get your yeah. families down there. It's going to be big and we need to get some money back in the community. Oh, absolutely. Um, we've got um, part of our distribution list of people like bridge builders, mm. which not many people have heard of. No. 
Now, Bridge Builders, um, they're based in the church on Pinjarra Road, opposite little takeaway shop there. Um, and they do up food hampers. Yep. They have a budget of about $250 a week. What? Pl- yeah, plus donations. Gosh. And Stacey and Kelly, who run it, mm. uh, fantastic. Wow. What? What Stacey can do with $250 is amazing. I can feed four people, that's it. I know, exactly. (laughs) So she'll get like, you know, um, a big box of tea bags and break them down just so people have enough. Um, We've got people like Squared Away, which again, not many people know about. Mm. Um, Craig Waterman is brilliant. Mm. Um, He deals with mainly male um, issues like male domestic violence, Uh which we need to highlight that. Absolutely. I know we highlight the women. And I, I am yeah. a survivor, yep. and I've had male friends who are survivors, yep. Yep. and one in particular has helped me. Wow! You know, um, he's been through so much, and again, I wouldn't be here without him. No. So we need to highlight that. Yeah. Um, but they're the type of people that we give back to. Um, yeah, the foster shed, yeah. um, the disabled riding group out at Pinjara. Oh, fantastic! So we also have some foster children that we help out and. Nice. But we want to do more. Yeah. yeah. You can't um, do enough. Exactly. Yeah. We, we've been doing the one event mm. a year. Mm. Um, and it's been great and it's been fantastic. And we've been able to help so many people. Yeah. The Freemasons have done a wonderful job oh, okay. for the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, it started in conjunction with Ulysses and Freemasons. Yes. Um, unfortunately, Ulysses have gone their own way yep. this year. Okay. Um, but we still have some of their riders good. coming and supporting us. Good, good. Um, leading up to the main event, we do three shopping centre events. Oh. So we've done um, Miami Shopping Centre. We've done Lakeland Shopping Centre mm. last weekend, which was big and fantastic. Mm. We had stilt walkers and even Santa came oh, and, wow. and, and wow. jumped on our bike. and wow. It was brilliant. And um, this weekend, mm. tomorrow actually, yep. we're at Erskine Shopping Centre. Okay. So we'll have a couple of bikes there. We do um, a raffle. So we get donations from the Good. stall holders in the centre. Yep. And we do the raffle. Um, that goes towards getting some Perfect. food and stuff for oh, our, that's our community. That's um, that'll be our last one, and then it's the big event. Yeah. So you know how it used to be called the Toy Run? Yes. Uh, are, they, are you still getting donations of toys? Yes, we still get we, donations of toys. I mean, I've done it before myself, yep. and you'd have a, a, a gift for either a boy or a girl mm-hmm. at a particular age group. You'd wrap it up. And you'd attach it to your bike in some way. I mean, you yeah. see big teddies on there. Yes. I think I did a – what did I do? I don't know. It was a big roller roller um, bag yep. uh, on the back. How did you get that on I your bike? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I got that on there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so you see lots of funny funny um, wrapped up things on backs yep. of bikes. But, yeah, so what you usually would do is wrap it up, indicate on it what age group, male or female – um, and then it goes in and, and yeah. gets donated. What happens to those toys? Okay, so what we do with everything that gets donated, um, there's a wonderful crew of volunteers back at the Freemasons Lodge mm-hmm. um, on Pinjarra Road or off Pinjarra Road in Furnestale. And they have a big room set up mm-hmm. um, with all the toys, with all the food and the tables set up. Mm-hmm. And they distribute them, break them down. Yep. Um, we get organisations to come in and pick them up and then they go and make their hampers and deliver it to Fantastic. the community. Fantastic. So those toys would go with hampers or is this a different, totally different thing? We try and do whoever needs it. Yeah, yeah. So if we've got a family that's got some little kids, yep. of course we'll give them some great, toys. Right. But we'd also like to ask um, people to think about some of the teenagers. Yeah, of course. The older children. Yeah, it's all easy to do the little kids. Exactly. Yeah. In in particular, our young, young girls. Yeah, oh, okay. Because they have... 
different set of issues than our young males. Yeah, of course. Um, and if they are in a situation such as domestic violence yeah. or even in a, a situation where they're a family of poverty, yep. they see a lot. And they need personal and items. And they need personal yep. items. So yep. that's something that, you know, we'd like to also possibly focus on I this know. year. Yeah. That we can put aside, that we can distribute not as a Christmas present. No. But just as in, a need. Yeah, just mm. as a little, you know, here, we know you need this, but yeah. here's a Christmas present as well. This is brilliant. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. And we want to get more businesses involved too. Yeah, we, very great. We want a lot of sponsorship, obviously. Yeah, of course. We've got lots of donations from some wonderful That's um, members of our community. Um, my instructor, Jason, from On Two Wheels, has donated a two-hour lesson. Oh, brilliant. Which is great. Yeah. Um, so, as part of the ride... Um, when we do our best decorated bikes, that sort of thing. Yep. I'm going to do a learners category. Oh, that's really so good. So we do want some learners to come. You have yeah. to get your shadow. All the rules apply. Course, yeah. We we will put them at the at the back. Yep. Um, for safety, but I'm going to you know do a prize for, for learners. You. Good for you. Now, obviously, um, when there's a lot of bikes involved, yes. um, you've got your Thailand Charlie. Yes. I call it Thailand Charlie, yes. which is the person at the very very back. That's correct. That no one should. Um, uh, yeah, he, they, he, he's the last one. He's the so last rider. That's yes. how you know that the, the groups are. Uh, yes, you've also got your um, your leader, mm-hmm. or what would you call it? Well, we yeah, we're just someone to lead the ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, you don't pass that person. Exactly. Um, what are you doing on corners? We have traffic management. Oh right. We have a huge, expensive traffic management plan oh, really? <laughs> that the council require. So, oh, right. so ATM will be providing traffic excellent. control, and SES will also be assisting on the corner markers for that. That's excellent mm. because it, normally in a group bike situation, you have your corner markers and you yes. drop off from the group, wait for the thing to go, then you speed That's up. That's right. Oh, yes, I hate doing that. Yeah, well, we've got ATM doing that for That's us fantastic. this year and SES. You don't have to worry about that. That's so so cool. that is is brilliant. That's brilliant. Yep. That's absolutely brilliant. And during the ride with any ride, we just ask people just to cruise along. Respect. It's not a race. It's all about respect. We all want to get there in one piece. And we've lost so many riders this year. We have. We have. And there will be a special tribute for our riders at the foreshore. Good. So I'm hoping to – oh, well, I've got bagpipes. Oh, I love that. And they're going to be escorting them I in. I love that. And I'd like everyone to have a minute silence oh. for our, all the people we've you've lost. Got it, you've got it all sorted. Oh, I hope so. You've got it all sorted. <laughs> I hope so. So, so let me just check because I believe it is it $5 registration fee? It's $10 oh, for $10, a bike. Sorry, $10. And yeah. $5 for a pillion. Oh, $5 for a pillion. Yeah. Okay. And that's registration on the day. Cash on only? the day. Uh, we do have cards. Card done. Okay. Yep, we if we can get the darn thing working. No, I, always, I always have cash just in case, yes, so yes. take your cash just in case. Yes, and there's going to be raffles. Great. So Any merchandise of any type? Uh, we've got some, we've got a leather jacket. Oh, okay, We've got cool. some great food vouchers. Oh, we've got great. some things coming from um, Irish Murphy's. Nice. Uh, we've got a lot. That's really good. We've got good. some from Stage Door. We've got Sunbreakers. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, we've had some. Support. Yep, we've had some amazing donations. Um, Shannon's insurance couldn't come this year, so they've donated some money. Oh, great! Um, the community bank at Hall's Head have wow. also donated quite a substantial amount to help us out. So, if there's any other businesses, wow, small businesses. Any that's riders fantastic. who own businesses yeah, who want to right. throw riders, some money? Get, get out there. Yes, and, uh, please. Hit support, me up. <laughs> support, support, support. Absolutely. Um, I know that Big Perth rides on tomorrow, Toy rides on tomorrow. Uh, Sunday. 
Oh, is it Sunday? It's a Sunday one. I've yep. done that one and gosh, it's full on. I was thinking about it, but I'm a little bit too mm. nervous to do that one yeah, just yet. Let me get through I'd, this next. I'd wait for a bit for that <laughs> yeah. one. I think there's yeah. too many. But yeah, so they are 31st year, so come on and help yeah. us celebrate. So yep. you're departing from Ross McClarty Oval. That's right. In Panjara, and you're actually leaving at 9:30. We were leaving so get at 9:30. down there from eight o'clock. Yes. Um, and you'll be able to register yes. and buy a coffee. And yep, and there'll be breakfast. lucky door prizes for yep. all the riders and, and the raffle dress, tickets. Dress yourselves up oh. and dress your bikes Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Don't forget to bring a toy and some non-perishable food. Yeah, that would be to fantastic. Donate. Would be fantastic. Yeah, so we'll have trailers. We'll have a trailer at um, Pinjara. And but you literally just chuck them in. Yep, it's yeah. a cage trailer, yeah. and that will actually follow the ride all the way along. Brilliant. We will also have a trailer down at the Western Foreshore. Yep, so that's where up. you're stopping. That's where we're that's stopping. Where stopping. That's the end of the ride. And yep. that's where all the little bits and pieces are yeah, happening. Yeah, that's where the party happens. So if anyone who doesn't ride, they can just take their family down Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah, and ride. we're making it affordable. We know that some people can't afford food truck prices especially at um, so the free Christmas time as exactly well. so the freemasons are doing their their sausage sizzle that's again fantastic. for us so that'll that's, be awesome that's great excellent yep. so that's brilliant so that's the mandra christmas charity yes, ride that's right yep uh, from ross mcclarty oval in pinjara at 9 30 and finishing up at the western foreshore yep that's right yes for so some next, music sa- next saturday on the 10th the 10th of december yep. and um, if you can get to erskine shopping center this saturday yes come and We'll have a raffle there and come and check out the bikes and have a chat yeah, to us and absolutely. see some photos from previous events. I have set up a Facebook page and group, which I'm still learning and new yeah. to. <laughs> so go on and check that because I'll put announcements I up there. I think that's how I contacted you, I actually. think it was, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. But we probably know uh, people through the bikes anyway. It's absolutely. a very small, it it small, a small environment when the bikes get involved. It is. So that's the Christmas charity ride. So it get is. on, get into that. Now, the yes. other thing that I really would like to discuss with you and – I know that this is a difficult subject for you to discuss. You've been on a silent march today for DV. I have, yes. Domestic violence. I have. I just wanted to let you know first before we go into this that I'm not a medical professional, mm-hmm. mental health professional in any way, so I can't offer any advice. I'm just here to offer a platform for you to tell your story because I'm very much passionate about people getting out their stories to make awareness out there. Um Please also be careful that this is your story. Please keep other names and business mm-hmm. names and government names out of it. Absolutely. Because they're not here to um, tell their story. So um, let, let's start about let's start on the march today. Sure. Tell us what that was all about. Okay. So um, we start the 16 days. Yes, that's right. There was a 16-day... That's right. Um, now, I had this piece of paper here. <laughs> it said... Um, 16 Days in WA is a campaign that runs from the 25th of November to the, uh, for the elimination of violence against women uh, through to December the 10th, which is Human Rights Day. Yes. Uh, the campaign takes its inspiration from the global 16 days of acti- activism against gender-based violence. So when it says violence against women... Yes. It's actually... Is it? Well, it was actually um, very reassuring today because... I am a big supporter of males getting the help they need. Yeah, I know that women do too. Yep. Um, this particular one is designed for women and children. Okay. But every person that got up and spoke today, mm. um, we had politicians, we had members of oh our Indigenous community, mm-hmm. um, we had members of organisations who are there to help women children yep. and men right. in need. Right. So 
men were mentioned good. and that made me really happy. That's good. Because when good. I think of domestic violence, I want people I, when I want people to think of domestic violence, I want people to think of just a human being being exactly. involved in domestic violence. They're not a male, not female, not children. Exactly. It's it is a just person. a person. Yeah, it's a person, just yes. a human being who's being yes. abused in some way. So Absolutely. And it, it doesn't have to be physical. Oh, and and, no. th- and that's the message that is really key is that there are so many people male and female, mm. in domestic violent relationships and they don't even know. No. Um, because they, people assume that domestic violence is a hit. Exactly. It's is a not. physical hit. It's, it can be emotional as well. And that can be just as hard. It's actually worse. Yeah. I've, I've been in both situations. Mm-hmm. And the, the second situation where it wasn't physical, mm. sometimes I wish he... It was. Yeah, it would be easier for a It would be over and done with. Mm. Done, move on. Yeah. But the every minute, every day, every second, mm. it's the control. Okay. It's the control. And it can be the smallest little thing. Um, but the biggest thing that I want everybody, not just women, mm. respect. Mm. You deserve respect. Yep. You deserve to be heard. And you do have a voice. Yep. And I listened to a, a young lady speak today. Yep. She was in her mid-twenties. And her story, unfortunately, it did trigger me today. Yep. Um, because it was familiar. Okay. Her story, similar to mine, she didn't realise she was in an okay. abusive family. Mm. Because it wasn't physical. Oh, Right. She didn't know that Mm. she was being abused every day. Mm. I didn't know I was being abused every day. And through the help I've gotten after escaping the situation, um, I've discovered that I've been getting abused since the day I was born. Wow. um, Which was really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My mother, basically, every day, I was the biggest mistake of her life. Wow. That's hard to hear. Absolutely. And feel. Mm. You know, it mm. wasn't said in so many words, but it was that feeling. Mm. And being raised the way I was, it just pushes us aside. Okay. Let it go. It's just how it is. Yeah. You don't air your dirty laundry, so you can't talk to anybody. Wow. You can't go to any organisation for help because... There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I've I've had people just break down when I've told them a smidgen of what I've been wow, through. Wow, absolutely. Yeah, it's just Which amazing. makes it really hard to talk about it. Yeah, because don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to upset anybody. Yeah. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No. So I really want people to just take a step back. Mm. Think about how you're being treated by anybody. It doesn't have to be in your family. No, yeah. It can be at work. Absolutely. It can be at school. Mm. It can be anywhere. Set yep. your ba- set your boundaries, which is really hard to do. It is hard to do, but sticking to them is even harder. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it really is hard. But surround yourself with people that are positive and respect you and respect and you for who yep. you are. Exactly. Have you got children of your own? No, I don't. Okay. No. Okay. Um, not for lack of trying, but sadly no, no, that that wasn't meant yep. to be no. for me. Yep. And. I guess in the situations I've been in, it was probably fortunate. Okay, good. Okay. Um, I had my dog. Yeah. Which her baby. 
Yeah, she was my grandbaby. Oh. I delivered her 14 years ago. Oh, wow. She took her first breath in my hands. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, three weeks ago, she took her last. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's, it's heartbreaking. But she did her job. Oh. She actually saved my life. Wow. Like, she would dig out of our property mm. whenever I was being attacked. <gasps> Is that right? Because she knew I would do anything and follow her. Wow, that's amazing. And she amazing. would do that. She would do that because she knew I would do that. That's amazing. Yeah. it's a. So oh. she's she's done her job. Are you so going to get someone, something else? I have a rescue dog as well. Oh, good for you. Yeah, yes. So I, I do too. Yes, yeah. I adopted him two years ago mm-hmm. and he's my clown. He's, mm. he's, he's a staffy oh. cross and he's just... Same. I thought I got one from rescue. Shit and yeah. Mark. Yeah. And uh, he's just my best friend. Big cuddle buddy. Yeah. Oh, staffies are great. I know. I didn't well, realise how wonderful they I, were. I've never had staffies. No. I've always had huskies. Oh, okay. So I've got. I actually got this dog for my ex. Oh, right. And when he found out it had problems, he went sent it back to the kennel, and I went, "Oh no, excuse me, how no. <laughs> about you get back to the kennel?" <laughs> yeah, no, I got yeah. um, my dog Chevy here from yep. Shenton Park, and we've had him for four years, I think. Mm. But he's he was eight when we got him, so yeah. he's just my best friend. Yeah, well, this one was chained up to a tree his whole oh, life in Kalgoorlie no, with his parents. That's yeah. terrible. And he actually got to see his mum the other day. Oh my god, which gosh. was fantastic. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's it's been oh, good. Oh, that's a story. But itself. yeah, um, just. Back to this walk, um, the turnout today was fantastic. Where was it? Um, it we started in, forget the name of the park, in the centre of Mandra, opposite Woolworths. No, I'm not good on Mandra. Um, George something park near the little church there. Mm. And we walked down Smart Street Mall along the foreshore down oh, to the Performing Arts Centre. Oh, that's good. Um, we had members of the police there. We had the ambulance there. Good. Um, we had so many politicians there. Um and it was fantastic, fantastic to see the support um, that they are doing. And I, my, my heart goes out to the police a lot mm. because and, and the ambulance because they're the frontline people. Yeah, they, they, they put up with the violence at all the time. Yeah, and not just that. It's hard for them to assess a situation mm. because these predators – are getting so clever. Very clever. Narcissists, they call oh, them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, absolute narcissistic people. Yeah. And thankfully the, the the laws are catching up. We've got, you know, the new laws um, surrounding coercive control, oh, right. mm-hmm. which I'm just learning about. Um, and for anyone who's in a situation, they should research it. Yep. Um, but again, be careful when you do do those things. Mm. Use your... Well, you incognito browsers, oh, that okay. sort of thing. Yep. So be careful. Um, a lot of the sites and the apps now also have a, a quick press button where it closes it. Out, we'll get yep. it real quick. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's interesting. Yep. That's that sort of thing that people need to know about. You do. Yeah. And I, th- the one tip that was given to me four years ago mm. that saved my life. My girlfriend knew the situation I was in. And she was helping me stay alive Mm. and stay safe. And a couple of days before a very violent incident Mm. happened, I was around at her house. I just felt something uneasy was happening. Anyway, the night it happened, um, I managed to get away Mm. and he left um, I called the police because they came back and stole my car. Oh, you're joking. Right? And I only called them for that. 
and they came into the house, saw the state of the house, mm. saw the state of me, um, and said, what's going on? Mm. So I was actually stripped down in my bathroom and photographed oh, with bruising. Oh, gosh. The house was photographed, all that sort of no. thing. The next day he came back and broke into the house. Uh. The tip that I got that saved my life mm. was under the blankets, I dialed triple O. As soon as I heard him, oh. as soon as I heard him getting into the house, yep. I dialed triple O under the blanket. So I, what was going on. I didn't even have to speak to them. No. Within three minutes, I had two police cars at wow. my house, and they had heard everything. That's amazing. And he was like, "I'll just go and talk my way out of it," yeah, which he didn't. Late, uh, yeah. yeah, but that is one wow. tip. Wow. When I go to sleep at night, I still have triple O dialed on my phone. Wow. If I'm driving around. I have it sitting ready to go. Ready to go. Wow. That's awesome. So triple O, triple o under the blanket so exactly. can't, it can't be seen but exactly. people can hear and what's they can going hear on. And they record everything. Mm. So that can be used in court. And they can find you. Exactly. You exactly. They just came to wow. me straight away. That's amazing. Exactly. I didn't have to say a single word. Nothing. It wasn't necessary. It was, it was it amazing. Anyway. It was amazing. fantastic. So that, that's one tip that please, you know, yeah, keep, that's great. Keep that's in really mind. good. Yeah. Janice, I really appreciate you coming mm. in today. It's been um, a pleasure hearing mm. a, the charity run. Don't forget the charity run. Yes, which please. Is on the 10th of December. That's yes. what Mandra Charity Run. Yes. Um, that's non-perishables, toys, etc. Yep. 9.30 from the... Sir Ross McClady Oval in, in Pinjarra. Yep. Um, and also bringing your story to mm. awareness is, is courageous because it, yeah. it's hard to say. It's hard. But we need to get the, those stories out there for yeah. people to be aware that this does happen. Yeah. And it, unfortunately, it's as common as we, th- you know, we don't want it to be, but it is. And the, and the one thing I'd, I'd like to add is that um, I have pretty much my whole life, very, very much in my late teens, um, was very suicidal. Okay. Okay. When all this has happened... I have made several attempts. Mm. Um, an organisation who has helped me yep. put together a suicide safety plan for me. Okay. Okay. I thought it was silly. No. But it wasn't. Mm. The number of times it has saved my life. Okay. Who's uh, the company, can we say? Uh, Ovis. Ovis, okay. Ovis have saved my life. Okay, good. It was actually through a, a, a post I put on a, about a ride I did. Oh, what, really? And the team leader... A team leader from Overs contacted wow. me directly and got me the help that I need. That's amazing. And I now go out and they've got um, a workshop out at Pinjarra. Fantastic. At the Pinjarra Overs drop-in centre. So, yep. ladies, if you need anything. Overs. Yep, Overs are incredible. Um, oh, I forgot what I was saying now. <laughs> no, no, just, um, so, the suicide safety plan. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you are having thoughts, you don't need to – Reach out to, um, I know Beyond Blue are there yeah. and Lifeline are there. Mm-hmm. On a personal note, I didn't find them very helpful. Okay. They and, act- and everyone's different? They actually pushed me over the edge. Oh, right. Um, but I have spoken to them since. Yep. And they've taken some feedback on board. Good. of how to deal with Good. situations a bit better. Yeah. Um, but I've also set up a, um, it's Peel uh, Suicide and Depression uh-huh. group yep. on Facebook. Yep. So just jump on there. Great. If you're feeling bad, 
and someone's generally there's always there to somebody out there. Yeah. And I just wanted to let people know that if you've been triggered by anything today, yes, please, please reach out. The lifeline number. I think that's thirteen eleven fourteen. I believe. Right? I believe yep, it 13, is thirteen eleven fourteen. Yep. Is lifeline. And also reach out to us as well. Reach out. There's plenty of people. There's out plenty there of us there. But keep in touch with the people. Um, I know it's hard when yep. you when you're depressed. Yep. You've but doing this charity ride. Yep. Just get out there because the, the motorbike community is yeah. very it's it's family. Yep. And they're very supportive. But the charity ride has actually got me out of my cupboard. That's fantastic. I was hiding in my cupboard. Yep. And now yep. no, through really this, good. um, giving back to people Yeah, I agree. Has really, really helped me. Which is what we're doing what? the same thing in the radio. So yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, if anyone needs to talk, yep. you know, hit me up through the Charity ride if you need to. Yeah. So Three. what's the what's the Facebook page? Uh, it's the Manja Murray Christmas Charity Bike Ride. Okay, good. So they can contact you yep. through there, and it's Janice. Yep. And um, also through the Pe- the Peel um, Suicide and Depression Group as there well. There you go. Perfect. Excellent. So don't you're not alone. No. You're not alone. No. no, no. Don't ever think that. No. Um, I had to go to such a degree where I had to lock my medication. Oh, for your in, just keep yourself safe. In a yep. toolbox. Wow. In my garage. Wow. Behind my bike. Behind my so it rubbish bin, so to. and it was locked, yeah. and I hid the keys. Wow! So by the time I got there, I'd worked through all the other steps. So I'd, you know, spoken to friends. Yeah. I'd reached out to Lifeline, Beyond Blue, mm. whoever I needed to reach out wow. to. So, but now I've actually torn up that Good safety plan. Good for you. Good for you. Thank I've you so much. Up. Thank you so much. And you know what? The last thing I'm going to say to you is ride safe. Oh, always. More music, better mental health. Only on IPL Radio.